Welcome. It's the Light TV Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so it's episode four. Uh-huh. Episode four. Jalove Talk. Jalove Talk. It's the Lentini Podcast. What's up, people? How you guys doing? Famous. Yes. What's good? I'm good. I'm good. How's the How's the week? How's the week so far? <laughs> man, man, I'm tired. It's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday, man. It's Friday. We, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to get some margaritas tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> truly not like World Margarita Day or yeah, something yeah. like that. My wife was like, "Are you taking me out to Margarita night?" Like, ah, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. So what's what's wrong with you? What's my duties? What's my duties? I'm back. Yeah, we we'll pay off at the end of the night. So, how's the week been, though? How's the week been? It's been good. It's been, been good. good. Yeah. yeah, no complaints. Yeah. Week has been crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesse Smollett. We're still on that. Yes. More details. More yeah. details just yeah. came out about that. Um, pretty. It's a sad. It's a sad thing. Yes. It's a yeah. Very sad thing to see. Sets um, us back a little bit. Sets know. us back, man. You know, yeah. it's like we move. We move. 10 steps forward yeah. and some some dumb ass come dumb ass brother <laughs> takes us 100 steps back so now we're, we're minus 90 <laughs> now we gotta start we gotta start all the oh, way good, yeah. you know um, again it's just about for me aside from being just stupid um, he, la- he lacks contentment yeah. you feel me it's, it's okay you know people can be can be, you know, uh, uncomfortable or people can be unhappy with their salary. You get what I'm saying? You talk to your boss. Yeah. You know, you take it up with someone. Say, listen, I don't think I'm getting paid enough. Yeah. Um, let's do something about it. Or what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Or what's going on? You get what I'm saying? You got to take it up with someone. You know. True. Yeah. Um, instead of going out and planning something like this. You know, and he's paying he's paying these guys with a check. Like that's a no. <laughs> like, why are you doing traceable stuff? You get what I'm saying? I don't like, think those guys are real Niger boys. <laughs> <laughs> they will say, "Ah, guy, this ah. guy check. We gotta go out. We gotta deposit Cash the check. Yeah, yeah. They can trace the whole thing." <laughs> I'm like, what like the how fuck? do you pull? You know, that's a no, no. Like you don't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, and for me, I just think it's. The way this country is, for you to get away with, with stuff, man, is it, 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 you can only. I think you can only get away with, in two ways. One, if you are like a mastermind, yeah, and this stuff, right, and you plan stuff and you get away with it, the cops look, you know, they trace it, they try and find it, and they can't find it. You're a genius. You feel me? Two. If the cops don't have your time, like if you commit an offense in Oakland, like they have too much shit to worry about in Oakland than minor offenses. Or like Chicago. But again, they focused on his situation because he's a celeb- celebrity. celebrity. Yeah. yeah. You feel me? Because there's too much shit going on in Chicago. Yeah. For cops to now devote a whole bunch of resources. So, yeah, they were like. Let's let's look into this. You get what I'm saying? Because he's a he's a celebrity one. Two, the factors that surround that. You feel me? Yeah. He's 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 black, he's gay, right? Yeah. He's an actor. Then there's a whole bunch of white supremacy attached to it with him saying they wore MAGA hats and all that stuff. <laughs> um and they devoted a lot of resources to that. You yeah. feel me? Because I was when I was listening to the police chief today. Or was it yesterday talking about how dumb this was, how they devoted a lot of time, they put a lot of time into it to now figure out that he was just there making stuff up. Oh. This dude wrote himself a hate letter and sent it to himself. Oh, wait, that was, that was fake too? That was fake. Oh. Yeah, he wrote himself a threatening letter, oh. right, and sent it to himself at work at the, on the set of, of Empire. Which I don't even still still I don't understand why people still watch Empire. I don't know how Empire hey, got to season. That's nine. my show. <laughs> you watch you watch Empire? 
I mean, <laughs> my God, they lost me at episode now, one or now, two. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm questioning the show after that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the memes, man? Yeah, like you yeah. were right about on last week's episode where you were like, social media just. Have you seen the memes yeah. coming out from that? Yeah. The one with um, Lucius looking at him like this, like. <laughs> that was all. Like I, we use Nigerian. <laughs> A lot of a lot a lot of black people in Chicago <laughs> eat big fucking Nigerians. <laughs> now people are like, wait, is this brother really gay? Like, is he really like can we check that out? But it's crazy though. Um new update. R. Kelly has been charged. Amen. Well, R. Kelly has finally. been charged. I mean, he's been charged a few times before. Yeah. yeah. The brother gets away with everything, kind yeah. of. Pays the fine and he you know, he yeah. keeps it moving. I, I think this one might stick though. Because there's a lot of eyes on this on this yeah, on yeah. him this time oh, around. Yes, yes. So hopefully something happens. We I, I I hope they get R. Kelly and you know, send that brother away for some time. <laughs> yeah. So he can pay for his sins. Yeah. Um Well R. Kelly makes a lot of money for people. For he, right. So I think the people behind him they, they know they know about these things and yeah. There's no way he's able to get away with this stuff for this long. Somebody's backing him. For this long. And I mean, it's America, man. This is not, this is not Ghana. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not, (laughs) this is not South Africa where you can get away with stuff when you're, when you're just, when you're rich. Yeah. You feel me? And you can get away with mainly atrocities. You feel me? This is not like a country where people can figure out stuff. Yeah. Right? Like they, they can truly get to the bottom of it. Yeah, true. But for him to be getting away with that, with all the atrocities, all this stuff that he's been doing, for him to be able to get away with them, there's something behind it. Yeah. Hopefully this time around, 10 charges against him. I think that was announced yesterday or today. That's, that's so hopefully. Yeah, I hope every, every, every one of them sticks. I, <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh more if Arkel enter jail, man. They will show that, brother. They will, uh, uh, hey. they will show that. It's like people are just like they're just waiting. They're waiting, man. <laughs> well, we got fan mail. Yeah. Uh, we got fan mail. Um, we got two. Yeah, it's been two every week now. So hopefully we get more. Um, this one is kind of long as well, but I'm gonna read one of them, and this is from. Kiza, I think Kiza is the name. So I'm just going to say, hi, Kiza. Hi, Kiza. I mean, a guy cannot be Kiza now, right? Is it a guy? I don't, you know. Hi, Kiza. I mean, we have Mauritius, Mauritius from last, last week. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Kiza. See, just take it as it comes. If Kiza is, is I, no, I think Kiza can. You, hi, you, Kiza. You, you never know. Kiza Alpha. Alpha. Whichever way. Hi, Kiza. Kiza Alpha. Whichever one. Whichever one. Take, take that one. Um, so it says, hi, Peter. Um, let me first say congratulations on making moves and putting together your podcast. I truly appreciated it. I guess I'll be your third fan. I guess I will be your third fan mail. Uh, I will try to keep this brief and succinct. Ha! But you tackled a lot of pieces and, and great topics. In, in regards to technology advancement, I am very impressed with Rwanda's progress and forward thinking as it relates to technology especially because of the horrific genocide and mass killings which took place in 1994 uh, there are a number of innovators uh, and those who can revolutionize their community communities in Africa I am excited to see what other innovations and investment within the continent can or will learn uh, and adopt this type of forward thinking well I'm happy for Rwanda um, again, like like what Kiza said, um, they've been through it. Yeah. They've been through it just to kind of think back to ni- 1994, which was like, I mean, 1994, I can remember watching USA 94 World Cup. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's when Nigeria fielded like the strongest team ever. I mean, it was just not too long ago that this hor- horrific event happened. Yeah. You know, and for them to be able to, you know, turn things around this quickly, for a country with less, less, less um, resources, they don't even have any kind of res- any natural resources really. But for a country that has less 
compared to many other African countries, to be able to turn around, turn the economy around this much, I think is is is, is great for them. Yeah. So, hopefully, things turn out to be amazing in, in Rwanda. And she, um, now let me unpack the the blackface saga as I see as I see as a very loaded topic, which is interesting on many fronts. Like you said, the country is very sensitive sensitive right now. Yes. However, I do hear how this nation has struggled with racism for many years. The black community slash culture has seen and experienced many years of oppression and negative images repeatedly being presented so the sensitivity gets perpetrated. That's true. Pretty much, um, I'm saying people can't heal if you always open up their wounds. That's 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 confirmed right there. Hmm. Um, if you keep opening up wounds, now you have all type of people, business businesses, fashion designers jumping yeah. on the bandwagon to exploit this by using the blackface. Whether it's a shoe, someone makes is a shoe someone makes, a designer using the, using the news, uh, they all want to stare the pot. No one should pay. No one should play with anyone's emotions, reactions to trauma to trauma will show up in a variety of ways. Once again, thanks for bringing these critical topics to the table, and I look forward to listening to more of your podcast. Blessings. Kiza. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Kiza. <laughs> thank you for touching up on those things, uh, which I th- and I think um, uh, it was on point. The family was on point. Again, I think my takeaway from that family is the fact that you cannot heal when when people keep bringing up when yeah. keep, people keep bringing up stuff that really really affect and you know toy with people's emotions yes. there's no way to 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 get over that because you keep reminding them of it yeah you feel me so thank you very much for that fan mail please send us more fan mails <laughs> and make it make it succinct like she said yeah. or he said make uh, it please. succinct Two or three paragraphs. Eh? Two or three paragraphs. (laughs) I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on that? (laughs) On on her family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. I like I like you know the topic and everything she was talking. Everything she was talking about. It's it's true, you know. So this weekend, two African countries are having presidential elections. This weekend, Nigeria. Yeah. One. Yeah. And Senegal is also having, uh, uh, they're voting this weekend for a new president. Oh, wow. Um, I don't, I, uh, go I, ahead. I don't even know who's running for Nigeria. <laughs> Nigeria. <laughs> Bros. <laughs> Bros. Like, see. <laughs> so, Mohamed Buhari is running. Uh, yeah, d- yeah, yeah. Then, uh, Atiku is also running. Oh, yeah. Uh, the former vice president. Um, again, it's the same circle. Yeah, same. It's, it's the, the, the same. They're not sharing. The money stayed. It's in that, staying there now. In that Babangida. It's the way before Babangida. See, they're all, all there. It's yeah. still the same circle. There's a few other, they call them the third force. There's a few other third candidates, uh, third party candidates that are there. There's Shore, who's there. Um, seem to be buzzing quite a bit. There's Feladuro Toye. Young, like young guys that... Um, yeah. A few people fell fell by the roadside, saying they are they are you know stepping down and that. Uh, but um, they they paid them now. You know what I'm saying? It's Nigeria. <laughs> See, it's you like... can never put anything past that country. Yeah. So the election was supposed to be last weekend. It was postponed hours before kickoff or hours before people started voting. People had traveled to their various states and local governments, and um, <laughs> then all of a sudden they postponed the elections. This is the third time. In a row, 2011, 2015, and 2019, that elections have been postponed in Nigeria. Back to back to back. It was a hit, back to back. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And my, my thing with that, my thing with that is, um, it's just a country that never learns. You feel me? It's a country that never learns from its mistakes, from, its, from the past. It's a, like, okay, 2011, there are certain things we didn't get right. You feel me? We didn't get it right. Next election, four years' time, let's start planning. We never plan. Everything, everything with that country is a fire brigade approach. 
we never plan. We know. Let me take it back to and the way I I know. I won't say I know a lot, but the way I know about this soccer, I'm a fan, you know I'm a fanatic. I yeah. used to be, right? We know the World Cup is every four years. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. We know the Olympics is every four years. Yeah. Right when it comes to sport. We know the election is every four, four years. years. Yeah. We know census is every ten years. Yeah. I mean, the rules are there, the timeline is there, but for us to get ready, forget. Six months till election, or six months till World Cup. Then they start assembling teams. They start. They start. Oh, call this person to come and play. Let's put together. Let's put together friendly yeah. matches. They, yeah. Like they don't. They don't plan ahead. Like the fire festival. Right? You, you know, are <laughs> 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 yeah, looking for Jaru's trouble. Yeah, looking for Jaru's trouble. <laughs> but but we we fail to plan, and they always say that if you fail to plan, you, you're planning to fail. Yes. You feel me? We never learn. We just say, oh, yeah, it's four years. No worry, four years go reach. It's going to four years. If you see, before you know it, it's four years, then we'll stop. Then when it comes to a few months before then or six months before, we start planning. And countries, especially when it comes to sports, you see China. China will build like a camp and yeah. they will be training. training yeah. They will be training for two Olympics ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because they want to overtake, they want to overtake the U.S., yeah. Or they want to they want to top they want to be number one on the on the on the medal table, you feel me? All these countries are planning. They are grooming. They spot talent, and they start grooming all these talents. They start grooming all these talents. Yeah. Look at Anthony Joshua. Right, world champion. If that guy was in Nigeria, there's no way there's he's no way. he's not knocking out. He's not knocking out anybody. Yeah. Uh, there's, you get what no I'm saying? You've seen you've seen athletes who move who moved away from their country. And start running. I mean, you see, you see an Okechuku, Okechuku, uh, Okechuku shopping. He's running. He's he's running hundred meters or two hundred meters for France. for France. You know, this is this is my cousin. Like, but again, <laughs> again, they have to leave. And I'm going to use myself as an example. There is no way I'm staying in Nigeria and I'm becoming anything. Maybe except God wants me to. Because sometimes, sometimes the talent is there, the energy is there to put in the work. You feel me? Yeah. But the opportunities are not there. Yeah. Nobody spots, nobody spots, nobody spots talent in Nigeria. Yeah. You feel me? We always just want to import it, just like how we can't grow our food. That's like that's how we import toothpick. How do you import toothpick in life? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, how do you import toothpick? How do we import chicken, fish, and we're surrounded by water? Hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just things. Like, your own is never like, it's only when you import it. Sliced bread. <laughs> you live at Gege Bread. Bros. Have you ever that. had that? See, at Gege Bread. I don't, I don't know how they make it. I don't know the dungeon where they make a Gege Bread. Oh, but I, I it tastes way better they. than any sliced bread anybody can import from anywhere. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. It's like importing chicken, like like expired chicken. But again, it's 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 that whole thing where we we fail to plan for the economy, we fail to plan for the country, we fail to plan for anything. But when that time comes, when that time draws near, everybody is rushing. Yeah. But finally, I hope they don't postpone postpone it again. Um. What is like? They just postpone it. Just I mean, what I mean. It's what like, was ah. the excuse? It's like we're not ready. Yo. We're not ready. <laughs> like what, what do you mean? Not, you had four years. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? You're not ready. You had four years. You feel me? So again, I you know, I I I I hope and pray that, uh, you know, elections go well. No bloodshed. You know, people vote and they announce the winner. Whenever, whenever they want to announce the winner, one week, two. I mean, it took Liberia almost two months to announce announce winner because before before they take election results from here to another another street, yeah, it, it probably took like f- five days for them to get from here to to the other zip code. So it's okay, 
as long as they announce the results one day. But the the most important thing is making sure there's no bloodshed. Yeah. People come exercise their exercise their you know civic duties and keep it moving. Um, and talking about presidents. <laughs> so talking about president in Sudan. Sudan is another useless. Very, very, see, very useless, very useless country. Ah, don't put yourself in trouble. Yeah, yeah, sit down, listen, my brother. Is there any country in Africa that is not useless? Yeah, that's what I say. Like, that's another, another, is another useless country. Up until the point where then they had, a, they had a good, you know, then we get, we got South Sudan from Sudan because there was no peace in Sudan. Yeah. South Sudanese wanted to go their own way because, again, civil war, killing each other. Then they decided to become their own it's the newest country in the world and still in south sudan they are fighting in sudan they are still fighting <laughs> so the latest in south sudan right now uh so they have been like so for the past two months they've been protest right um because they want the president to step down or to resign so they've been protesting like every single day uh for two months about 50 people in south sudan in sudan, in sudan. so in south sudan. sudan let's just leave that one to decide we're coming we're uh -huh. coming to or pack okay. South Sudan. So in Sudan right now, uh, there have been two months of steady protest. Um, so they want the guy, they want the, the president to to step down um, and give somebody else a chance. Um, so all, all through this time, they've killed about about fifty about fifty demonstrators have died. Uh, but there's mounting pressure on the guy to to resign, right? Um, but there are indications that it might he might step down because you know. The European countries have stepped in. Uh, African Union is, is talking to him. European Union is talking to him. Um, so hopefully uh, President uh, Omar al-Bashar would then step down um, to they're offering him deals. This is, this is where I'm going with this story. Now they're offering him deals so he can step down. Like, bros, bros, what do you want, want. so you can <laughs> leave? So this is the problem. Many, and I'm again, I, I try not to generalize on, on my podcast, but many African leaders do not come to lead. They do not come to serve. They come to rule. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And stay. They, they see, it now becomes their personal property. Yeah. They run the country like a company. You get what I'm saying? So now they are offering, they are begging him. They are begging him to leave and the guy is like i know they go i'm not going where am i going i'm not going anywhere right wait how long has he been there over two, over 25 years ah, i would say it, over 20 i think it's, it's more than that but i'll say over over 20 or 25 years right so now they're offering him deals like say listen bro step down it's okay let's figure let's figure something out right now this is same thing that happened in in gambia I think last year or two years ago. Yes. There's a president of the Zambia yeah. president of Zambia, Yaya Jame. They had an election. They had an election. He lost the election. The the night of the election, when they announced the result, it was like, well, okay, well, we lost. Right? I'm gonna I concede defeat yeah. and all that stuff. You know how they do in most developed countries when they yeah. say, All right, thank okay, my brother, I wish you luck. Congratulations on your victory. <laughs> you know, you concede. Yeah. He did that. The night of the uh, when they announced the results, the following morning the guy woke up and said, "I no agree." <laughs> he woke up the next morning and said, "No, nah, no, bro. That yesterday I don't know. I probably was on some on some good weed. You understand? I was smoking some good stuff. Like that. But now nah, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Then Gambia now had two presidents. Gambia had two presidents at the time. So the guy that won the election." They swore him in, in, in <laughs> only in Africa, my brother. Is there no use? Is there, is there a country? I'm like, listen. They, so, couldn't, they couldn't where they're going to swear him in. Yeah, yeah. No, they swore him in in Senegal. <laughs> Are they, <laughs> oh, my God. Secret swearing. Bro, they swore him in at the Gambian embassy in Senegal. Right? Who does that? Yeah. So Senegal at some point now had two presidents. <laughs> right at the same time then african leaders are like we don't want another civil war you know ebola ebola is just barely yeah. just barely 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 sub you know what i'm saying ebola is just barely subsiding let's 
we don't want war. So they are begging this guy. What do you want? What do you want? We need you to leave. Just do just leave it. Just go. So the guy is sitting there. The guy is sitting there just giving them demands. This is what I want. This is what I want. You have to you have to sign and promise me that I'm not going to be persecuted for anything. You know, if any money is missing, just forget it. Just let the money go like that. Anything I take from the office, even if it's even if it's it pen, <laughs> even if it's pen and some for, some notebooks, you know what I mean? Just mark that as a as a loss. You know what I say? That's how they persuaded this guy from Gambia to leave, right? So the same thing is happening in Sudan right now, where they're saying they're not going to. I mean, this is Sudan that has that has gone through some civil war, right? And now they're telling this guy part of the deal is they're going to suspend his he's being charged for, for genocide, right? And, and crimes against humanity. Yeah. So part of the deal that the European Union is, is giving him is, listen, we're going to, we're going to suspend that. We're, you're not going to be charged for that. Just step down. Step down and go. Just step down and go. Guys, like, no, nah, no, I don't want that. I want to remain president of my country. You feel me? Same thing in Liberia. Charles Taylor. When Charles Taylor wanted to leave Liberia, they were trying to figure out where are we going to take Charles Taylor to? You feel me? Let's not charge him with anything. Then they flew Charles Taylor. They flew the Nigerian presidential jet to Liberia, picked Charles Taylor up, and went to put him in one mansion in, in Calabar. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous. Same thing in Zimbabwe. Robert Mugabe. Wow. They had to offer this brother. That's my it's my favorite. It's my favorite president. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Mugabe is my favorite president. But they had to offer him a deal. You feel me? So are you saying like so Nigeria, when it comes to election we're we're good. We're, we're, there's no gra gra. It's like okay, you win, you win, because we, e we haven't had that since like nine, like ninety. I said nine. I mean, since since military rule military, since ninety nine yeah. when Obasanjo came in. Yeah. Yes, there's none. It's been it's been you win. You either win, you rig you it or you don't you rig it. it. Yes. As long somebody yeah. wins, you know. However, you get to that finish line. Yeah. Um. So at least, there's at always least, questions about it, but there's no like. Yeah. Civil war. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least we're doing good in that department. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, Nigerians don't like to fight. But the, 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 the only reason why we're doing good in that department is because it's the same old boys. <laughs> it's the same old folks. Yeah, they grew up together, went to high school. It's together. They went, they went to military school together all and all that them, stuff. They, so. it's the same old folks. Yeah. But the reason why we're doing good is because Nigerians don't care. Yeah. Nigerians really do not care. We're okay with the BS, you know, like how, like what Fela said in the seventies. Nigerians don't want to fight. Nigerians want to enjoy. You know, you tell them to go and fight. They say, "Bros, I just built that house. Who's going to live in it? Yeah. If I go and fight and they kill me." Then, and again, when you look at Nigeria, you can't die for, because it's not a country you can die for. Because there's nobody. See, aside from your family, nobody's remembering you that you sacrificed. Like. Tell my family, I, you know how they do, you know how they do, how I say, tell my wife, tell my wife I love her, tell my kids I love them, I'm about to kill myself so I can save, I can save my country or I can save the world. It's like, nah. You feel me? Before you know it, they will put, they will make 405, they will turn 405, they will yeah. name 405 yeah. after him. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But they will name something after him and they will make sure they take care of the person's family yeah. for the sacrifice. Tell, like, ah. tell, tell Mama Peter, tell my mother that I love her. My, it's my, my mom will be the first person to call me and say, Peter, Peter, what's going on? Are you Jesus Christ? Why, are you, why do you want to be Jesus Christ for this they country? They will change your joy like my <laughs> <laughs> Just remember that. Tell my mother I love her. See, it's my mom that will come and stand in the way. Say, You're not going anywhere. What, what do you mean you want to die for this country? You feel me? It's your fa immediate family members that will say, no, 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 no. Let somebody else do it. Yeah. Let somebody else do it. Because if you die for this country, nobody, okay. nobody remembers you. Yeah, nobody. You feel me? So a lot of people, so that, the only time, the only time we're patriotic, especially Nigerians, is when non-Nigerians attack us.
let Ghanaians try it now. You feel me? Yeah. It becomes a war. You feel me? Let Kenyans say something about Nigeria. Then Nigerians who probably haven't even been to Nigeria in decades would pick up arms on Twitter and say, Kenya, you know what I'm saying? That's the only time we're pictured. Like, we know we're horrible, but only us can say it. Only us can say it. Like, you talk shit about our dollar fries. I say, you might. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> only us can say <laughs> it. <laughs> so, moving on to... So, anyways, that's that's the bottom line with, with Nigerian elections. It's like, regardless of what happens, we don't care. You feel me? We'll, all we'll say is it will be it go better. Like it will be better someday. You know, four years is before you know it is four years. Just be patient. Yeah. Just be patient. But again, four years, the same old people, the same old people, same set. Like you said, famous. Yeah. They come back and they and they recycle it. The yeah. only thing that changes. After an election, if if there's a new leader, is the sharing formula. You feel me? So right now, APC is is taking the 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 largest share of the of the pie of the cake. You feel me? Yeah. So if it's if it's twenty billion dollars, you know APC is probably sharing like fifteen billion out of it or twelve billion out of it. Wow. Right. So they take the largest. Then the 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 eight billion or the five billion that is left. If APC takes fifteen billion, we now then go we'll trickle down to PDP, PDP big wigs and stuff like that. That's how they split the country's money. Now, if APC loses, like if APC loses tomorrow or this weekend, and PDP gets in power, same people, then the sharing formula changes. Then PDP now gets the largest share of the pie. Then it trickles down to top you know the top folks on in the in the APC in the wow. APC everybody else gets nothing everybody else gets nothing but the third force they're not gonna let me let me not go there on this podcast but we'll talk about that after the elections hopefully when we when you know episode five we'll we'll deep go you know we'll dive deep into the Nigerian elections and talk about like the third forces like this new young guys that are coming up um right. And running for offices, and then see where we go from there. You know that I mean, I mean, that's 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 the only way I can think about it, yeah. right? Um, then in Uganda, <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 all about presidents today. Uh, <laughs> in Uganda, the the current leader uh, of Uganda, uh, Museveni, uh, has been the the party, the ruling party there, the National Resistance Movement. And NRM has endorsed him. He's he's seventy four years old. He's seventy four years old. They've endorsed him um, as the as the candidate for the twenty twenty one election. That's in what? When two thousand and nineteen. In two years, he's going to be seventy six. They've endorsed him two years ahead of time to be the sole runner on that party or in that party. Right, he will be seventy-six years old then. Uh, this will be this will be his sixth term in office. Wow! This will be his sixth term in office. Uh, you know, the party, you know, in unanimous decision, saying, "Oh yeah, Baba, go okay, ahead, go keep ahead. it moving. Just keep, just make sure the money is trickling down." Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Um, and before then, there was a bill. There was a bill uh, in Uganda that limits the the age to seventy-five. Like if you're 75, if you're above 75, you cannot run for president. And he's 74. He's 74. So what he did in a in a in a meeting was to change the law. Change the law. He was yeah. the chair of that meeting. He had changed the law, then so he can make it easy for himself. Make yeah. it easy for himself to run. Yeah. Um, he has been president of Uganda since 1986. 1986. He was part of the. Re See, this is how they start. See, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. When you give an African person, some some <laughs> African people, when you give some African people a couch in your room, mm -hmm. and you're saying, "I'm coming back. Let me go to the store down the street. Let me go get some Hennessy. I'm coming back, yeah. or let me go to the grocery store." And go get some groceries. I know you gotta eat and all that stuff. Yeah. Let me make sure I, you know, you're my guest. 
You feel me? Yeah. You're my guest. You're only going to be here for four years, right? Yeah. But let me make sure I take care of you as my guest. By the time you come back... Yeah, they've taken the king size bed. So, you know, by the time you come back, they've built a mansion in the house. You get what I'm saying? So this guy, this 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 guy was part of a rebellion. Have you, you've heard of Idi Amin before, yes, right? Yes, most definitely. You know, Ugandan, yeah. you know, like kingpin. You feel me? Uganda yeah. did not give. I mean, what's his name? Idi Amin did not give a shit about yeah. anybody. Right. Like he was taking on everybody. Israel, the UK. He was take the US. He was taking. See, he didn't. He didn't send anybody's Everybody, father. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was. I mean, I think he was famous for kicking out all the foreigners in Uganda at some point. Um, so he was. So Museveni, the current president, who's been there since 1986, he was part of a rebellion that toppled. Uh, the, the 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 notorious leader idea me, right? Yeah. Uh, and the uh, Milton Obote, another another crazy ruler. Um, so idea me was there from 1971 to 79. Then Milton Obote was there from 1980 to 1985, right? So he um, so he was part of the rebellion. So people were like, oh my God, he's the savior. You feel me? He took out these crazy people. He's probably gonna rule the country well, my brother. Forget, forget. He did not send anybody. He did not send anybody. So now he's going to remain there. He's going to remain there for I don't know. For I don't know. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the longest-serving African leaders. Let's just let's just look about. Let's look at five of them. Uh, let's look at well, who do you who do you think is the longest-serving? What country? Maybe not who. Which country do you think has the largest or the longest serving for president? What, from, for what year? Like, it doesn't matter. Just which country do you think has a president that has been there the longest? I'll give uh, you, I'll give you, name three. Just name, not U one, name Uganda three. Uganda or Zimbabwe? I, just name three. Say Uganda, Zimbabwe, or Sudan, I think. Cool. Cool. You have, you have, <laughs> How many <did> I <laughs> you have two. two, you got two out of three. You got two out of three. <laughs> you you probably, you would have gotten Zimbabwe if they didn't kick out uh, okay. Uncle Bob. Okay. If they didn't kick out <laughs> Uncle Bob last year. Uh -oh. Yeah. So, um, the longest serving African president is the president of Equatorial Guinea. Uh, uh, he's 76 years old and he's been there. He's been in power for 38 years. He's wow. been in power for 38 years. 38 years, there's nothing changing in the country. Yeah, just there being an emperor. Yeah. You feel me? Being an emperor, but nothing is changing. Um, Cameroon, <laughs> another useless country. If you talk to Cameroonians, the only thing they will tell you is they have Cameroonia, Cameroon pepper. That's the <laughs> only thing they can boast. Like, it's, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Paul B. of Cameroon has also been in power, been in power now for 35 years right then uganda has been there for 31 years then omar Bashar of sudan that they are begging now to leave power has been there for uh 28 years wow and there's you know a few others that are like 16 you know that are, that are up that are up and coming you know uh -huh. I, but i don't know it's it's the pro like, like They've been in power for that long. I'm okay with I, I don't know. This is, this is where I'm conflicted. If the country is doing amazingly well. Yeah, then it's... it's you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't, don't, if it's not, if it's not broke. Don't fix it. <laughs> leave the team. That's, yeah. that's me. And I know when you're talking about democracy, you feel me then? It's like, no, you know, other people got to try. Or if you're doing well and you, you're able to, create a, an amazing atmosphere or an, enab an enabling atmosphere for other people to run and continue the good works is great. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, you don't want to be the Emirs and all that. So you're like, look at Dubai. You know, look at the United UAE, the Ar Ar United Arab Emirates. Look at, look at countries like Qatar. You feel me? These people have like folks that are just there, just ruling the entire place. But look at what they are doing doing in the country yeah everybody is now going to dubai like dubai is like it's yeah. the place to be or one of the places to be in the world you get what i'm saying but 
that's why I'm conflicted. Like, I don't. If you've been in power for that long, you should be able to groom successors yeah. or groom people who can come and say this person has laid down the like good work. Good work. If you mean, there's a so template. That, yeah. There's a template for ruling the country. There's a template for moving con- the country forward. You feel me? Then you're okay with stepping down after two terms or three terms, you know, depending on how how many times you can rule and win. Then other people can come and continue the great work. But when you're there for 35 years and Cameroon cannot boast of anything, anything. yeah, then they don't manufacture really any. Bad, I mean, aside know? from hot sauce. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not manufacturing anything. They're not... You feel me? They're not like the... Let's just leave it. Yeah. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. If you... Like, being in power for that, for that long... Yeah. You should... You know, like... Your level, your G level of... You know, everybody should have noticed you by now. The like, country should be a shining, shi- a shiny. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, like they should know. Like, should, there's yeah. someone here. Because okay, you jumped into power back in the, the first five years. You chop money, right? Yeah. The next thirty years, you're just still chopping <laughs> the money. How much you money turn can it you into chop? your pri- You turn it into your company. <clears throat> yeah. So that next the first five years, we understand. Yeah, uh, you don't enter. You know, chop money. After that take care of the country but they don't yeah. they don't you feel yeah. me and they become billionaires and zillionaires and whatever nears is there yeah but the, the like 90 percent of the country is suffering and guess what it's a trend with countries that are suffering i'm going to take you somewhere i don't even you probably have heard about azerbaijan before no 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 <laughs> 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 Let me take you to Azerbaijan real quick. Right? This man has been in power for, for some time. Right? He appointed his wife as the vice president of the country as a birthday gift. <laughs> My brother, see, eh, some things you just hear. Like, they're just, they're just playing with people's lives. What happened to the other, the other vice president? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? He yeah. appointed his wife as the vice president of the country. You feel me? Yeah. Like, how? How? And and every, and and the people there, they they are clapping. Like, well done, sir. Well done, sir. <laughs> thank you for thank you for appointing. Like, it's now a family business. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. So he also he also did what the president of Uganda did. He amended the constitution to change term, uh, the term limits from, from five years to seven years, right? Uh, then he removed age limits that you need, that you require, that you need, you know, required of you to run for president. You have to be of a certain age. So he removed the age limits, paving way. That doing, by doing that, he's paving way for his 19-year-old son to run for president when he leaves. His father was president before he came in. So he succeeded his father. After he succeeded his father, now he takes his wife. If you see the woman, if you see the woman, uh, stop, <laughs> <laughs> bro. When you talk about fine, fine, fine babe, <laughs> fine babe, augmented by plastic surgery, <laughs> and the way she dresses, she doesn't dress conservatively or anything. Like if you see the woman, bro, you think she's a model. They have chopped the country's money. Their families, the woman's family is like the richest family in, in the country. You get what I'm saying? Like, they're just ruling these countries like their personal property or their company. Mm. You know, I, it's, I mean, and they have oil. They have oil. You yeah. know, it's you know, about 10 million people in, in Azerbaijan. 10 million is close to Russia, you know, Armenia, you know, yeah. Turkey. It's all those kind of all those useless, all, it not, no head, no tail, no <laughs> midu, they're just dead. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy how they take people's lives and nothing is changing, but they take people's lives and play with people's lives. Right? They ruin futures, they ruin careers and all that. But when you talk about countries, especially in Africa and president, you get depressed. 
Because you're yeah. thinking, how hard can it really be? Yeah. How hard can it really be? Is it money you want to steal? Steal the money, there's enough. Yeah. But at least do something in that country, in the respective country. Do something in that respective country. How much can you really, like... Let's leave it. Let's talk about something. <laughs> so this guy, let's shift gears real quick. Let's shift gears real quick. There's this guy who is from Niger Republic. Or Niger. He's from Niger Republic. N-I-G-E-R. Um, <laughs> his name is Isa Mohammed. Isa Mohammed from Niger Republic. He was deported. He was deported from. He was deported back to his country last November after his after um, he was arrested in Israel. He was in Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, I think he, he moved to Tel Aviv, Israel when he was sixteen in two thousand and eleven. Then he was arrested last year, November uh, two thousand and eighteen in November. And he was deported to his country, Niger. And his home country, his home country refused to take him. They refused to take him back. And uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> his home country refused to take him back, saying he's not from there. You feel me? Saying he's not from there. And um, so ever since then, since November, he's been stuck in Ethiopia, Addis Ababa. He's been stuck at the airport in Ethiopia. Uh, his problem actually started in April. Um, you know, they arrested him in April in Israel. Then they, they because obviously it was illegal, he didn't have papers. Yeah. Then um, he has been living there since 2011 without papers. They finally got him, then sent him back, right? He, again, he left Niger Republic when he was 16 in search of a better life, as, as we all do. We yeah. all run away from Africa yeah. because it's a place that can ruin your life. You feel me? <laughs> So he ran out, and he went by road to get to Israel, kind of. He went via Egypt. You know how these people go through the desert, yeah. you know, followed Egypt, take Libya, trying to get to Europe and all that. Uh, so he was arrested and placed in detention in Israel Then um, before they decided to deport him. So they put him on an Ethiopian airline back to Niger in November. But on arrival, uh, he was refused entry because his papers were deemed false. Right, allegedly, they said his papers were false, uh, were fake papers. Um, so they deported him back to they they deported him back to Israel after one week. Well, then Israel then detained him again. <laughs> I feel bad for the brother. <laughs> so when they deported him back to Israel, Israel then detained him again for several weeks. Right, then forced him on a plane back to Ethiopia. Ethiopia airline. Ethiopia. <laughs> Forced him on a plane, forced him on a plane back to Niger, back to Niger again. He got to Niger and Niger rejected him again. <laughs> <laughs> Say, we, we don't want this kind of people. <laughs> this is not our people. <laughs> Niger is like, I say we don't want, is it by force? Don't send him here, tell him somewhere else. Take him back. <laughs> so, so while he was, so this is, this is where the thing got crazy. So while he was stuck in transit, like who is going to accept me? Israel, let me in. Israel said no. Okay, motherland, let me in. They said no. So while he was stuck in transit, the papers that they gave him in Israel, so they make like, they make like this official paper, one-time official paper for illegal immigrants in Israel to deport them to their various to your very their various countries. Yeah. So they'll make those they make those those documents. I've forgotten what it's called. They make those documents specifically for people they want to deport. So while this guy was stuck in, in, in immigration and, you know, with, with his travel problems in transit, yeah. those papers expired while he was in transit. Ah, yeah. oh, shit. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So this brother has been living rent-free. He has been living rent-free in Ethiopia, at the airport in Ethiopia, since November. Yeah. At the departure hall, he cannot move. He cannot move anywhere. So <laughs> every day, the boy, the brother just wakes up, goes to the use the bathroom, <laughs> use <laughs> shower, and he's just strolling up and down. <laughs> and the, and the Ethiopia airlines they feed him. So from the airports, you know those f- uh, airplane yeah, food, yeah, yeah. they get to feed him at the lounge and all that stuff. So he gets um, free food at least. They've been feeding him. They've been taking care of him at the airport uh, because it's now their headache, you know. 
So Ethiopian airline right now is probably thinking, why did we, why did we allow them to deport this person on our airline? Right. Now we are stuck with this headache. So the only way he can leave the airport is to, you know, is to file asylum or declare asylum or file for asylum in Ethiopia, then live at a re- live in a refugee camp. Yeah, why, so why but he, he do said that? he doesn't want to file for asylum. Like he doesn't want that. That he wants to go back to his country, but his country is saying it, it say he doesn't yeah. want to file for <laughs> asylum. And it say and the country is like like me. You live in the J. You come and file file <laughs> asylum in Ethiopia, my brother. That's like from fry pan. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like from fry pan from fry pan into fire. You know. So the guy is like, no, I don't. I see. Is it that you take me to Israel? Or just take me back or let me go and be managing there. Yeah. Like, why would I want to? I, I personally would not do that. Yeah, like, he, why would at I? Least he has family in, in Niger. So he, he has family in Niger. Yeah. So, family will take him and take care of him. Okay, yeah. He will, there's, there has, in, in Africa, you know, we're all about fa- we're family oriented. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, your family will not really see you suffering and sleeping suffering, on the yeah. street and not offer to help. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. at least he has a home there, somewhere there in Niger Republic. He has a home. In Ethiopia, he's going to be living in a refugee camp. What is in Ethiopia for him? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, it's, it's like from fry pan into fire. They say, Lentini, move away from Nigeria now. Go and file asylum. Go and be living in a refugee camp in Ghana. Yeah. I'll be like, it's okay. Even okay. the jollof rice alone is yeah. poisonous <laughs> enough. It's okay. Let me just be here. I'll be, I'll be drinking Gary. <laughs> but anyways, I just, I just wanted to... Uh, how, how far have we gone? Uh, 15 minutes. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> We're just going to do a short one today, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we should stop there. I think we should stop there for tonight. <laughs> I think we should stop there for tonight. Uh, no new music. No new music today. Uh, shout out to everyone that listened to uh, episode three. Yeah. Uh want to say a big thank you to you guys for supporting the podcast, for sharing it and listening to it, and also uh, writing us. Again, if you have new music you want to put out there, if you want to talk about, uh, if you want to, you know, respond to any of the topics we talked about today, African leaders. Um, I think we're probably going to title this presidents or something like that. Um, you know, if you want to chime in on that, don't forget, shoot us an email at lentini at pita.lentini.com um, and we'll try and read your, your emails on air. And um, wishing you guys, wishing you guys, wishing you guys an amazing week. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Famous. Yeah. Famous. See you guys next week. Yeah. You know what? This weekend is crazy in LA. Yeah. Um, I'm up for two awards. Oh, this shit. weekend, the Afrifamu nice, yeah. Award is happening. So I'm up for oh, two awards. This, is, this tomorrow. This is huh? tomorrow, starting tomorrow. Oh, so I'm up for two awards. So, you know, looking forward to either pick one or both of them. If yeah. nothing comes our way, it's okay. We were nominated. I yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, so hopefully something comes our way. Again, it's all the support we get, all yes, the love so. we get. All right? Yeah. Enjoy right. your week, guys. Have a good weekend. Bye. Right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say, it's still a Teddy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Later.